0: I am super excited to introduce my guest. He's an award-winning actor. Some of his credits are U571, ER, Suits, Over There, 66 Park Avenue, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He spent three years as Sabatino on NCISLA, just to name a few. I want to welcome the very talented Eric Palladino to the podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Bill. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great man it's been a while I'm I'm trying to remember the last time we saw each other I don't know I mean what, do you remember the last time we saw each other uh, I th- I think I think we met 20 something years ago
1: I remember I went to a celebrity poker tournament and I think yeah, we were well, sitting at the same table I I god I, you know I, I there was a period there that I was playing a, a lot of poker that was probably the start of it for me when I I got the bug and uh, then there was about a I don't know. There was like a seven year period that I played a, or five year period that I six years that I played a lot of poker. So I it, think all it was kind of I what think what it was Cameron, think? Cameron, Cameron Manheim. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's funny how how time goes. I can't believe that's 20 some odd years ago. Could you believe that?
0: It's it's crazy. You know, I was doing the math and I was you know, I was going along. When did you get started? What year did you get started? Um,
1: I started being interested in acting in probably 1979. And then in 19, and I bothered my mom, I was 11 years old at the time, and I just bothered my mom, who's a school teacher in Yonkers in the Bronx, and my dad's a heating contractor in the Bronx, knows nothing about the entertainment business. Um, I started bothering them probably around that time. And then for about a two year period, I just kept bothering them about it. You know what I mean? They were like, why do you wanna, I was like, you know, I saw Belushi and I was, uh, you know, and, and De Niro and Raging Bull and, you know, and the Godfather movies. And I was like, ah, that's what I want to do, you know? And, um, and then in 1981, she found the children's repertory company in New Rochelle that got together on Saturdays. That was, and the funny thing is that I always say I got unbelievably lucky because it was like the two teachers, this guy, Bill Green, who, um, who was like kind of a, uh, just like this kind of ethereal uh, lovely he kind of I'm trying to think of the singer right now that I'm blanking on the on the singer uh, that he reminded me of reminded me of Al Green. <laughs> you know oh. he got, he was this, you know, just this cool guy that and he taught improv. So for an hour and a half, the first two I mean it was an all day, it was like a five hour class. And you know, it was like, you know, dropped off at 10, parents pick you up at three, you know, and so for for the first half it was bill. And then the second half it was scene study. You know, so it was like a legit. Like little school, these two people got together and started. Beverly Kenny, Kenny, she died of cirrhosis a liver, unbeknownst to me at the time. She was drinking uh, vodka out of her little. But and then I just you know that was it. The bug was you know what I mean. The bug started in 1981, and and then uh, you know I did some school plays, but I really the Children's Repertory Company that thing on Saturdays I did. And then they did like a show, like of us downtown. Like when they did the show, it was like they rented out a theater on Forty Second Street, a little theater. The Lion, I don't know if you remember the Lion Theater on Forty Second Street. Yeah. And we did like a show there. You know what I mean? Like, and wow, and um, you know, so every year they would do like a little show there, and you know, like, but all the families would go from like you know Yonkers and the Bronx and Yonderichelle, all the kids that was in the class and. And it was just a really great education for 13, 14, 15. It was like legit, you know, and you know, think about that, like how many of those places were around then, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that my mom found it is insane. I, I, when I think back on that, I'm like, it was, it was in the gods, right? You know, and, um, and so I fell in love there. And then I went to college and, you know, I went to Marymount Manhattan College and I got my bachelor's degree in theater from Marymount on 71st street, between second and third. And um, Leslie Conn, in fact, I don't know if you know Leslie, but she, I was her first student, Leslie's like this, you know, a big teacher in Los Angeles now, along with you, of course. And uh <laughs> and, and and uh and, you know, and then that was it out of college. I just uh, you know, I sang in rock bands for many years to add long hair. And, you know, I was uh, I was a singer in a rock band for many years and in New York. We used to play limelight, dance, interior, bitter end, all those places. Then I got I got my first gig in LA when I was 25 my first like real acting gig. I got a gig on comedy central when I was 24 with Mark Maron. And um, that was like my first acting gig, you know what I mean? But I played like Nick, the elevator operators, basically Mark Maron was the host of a show called short attention span theater. And, um, and it was kind of like MTV for comedians. So it was like a clip show of them showing different comedians clips on comedy central and I had long hair out of college and I kept my hair long and I was like, I'll I'll pay it. I'll i I remember saying I'll cut it when they pay me to cut it. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I had, you know, like and of course I didn't work out of college because you know they were like, how do we this guy's this New York Italian Armenian guy that but he has long hair and how do we cast this guy? You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know. You know, the uh, the thing that I wound up becoming initially. And then I wound up, got my first series. I got cast out of New York, was a sitcom at 25 called Love and Marriage. And it was a multi-camera sitcom. And uh, Tony Dennison played my dad, who you and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, and then I was 25 and, and they were recasting the role of The son. It was a pilot that had picked up for 13 episodes. And I auditioned and it was like, I was 25 for a 17-year-old the role was for 17, you know, and before it moved past that. So I had long hair, I cut my hair and it was the first audition I had with my short hair. But keep in mind, I always say this, the 10,000 hour thing, you know, having 10,000 hours behind you. The reason why I think I started working at 25 right away was two reasons. I cut my hair and they didn't know what I was. They didn't understand me. You know what I mean? Like the, the business didn't really get me. They were like, what is he? He's this long haired rocker guy, but he's like kind of got a New York thing going and we don't know what that is. Either he's a dude like <laughs> Bill and Ted or is, he, or is he a young Tony Danza? We don't know what he is, you know what yeah. I mean? And so when I cut my hair, the business immediately was like, oh, you're like this funny New York Italian guy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, who could do multi-camera sitcoms, because you know? that's what I did initially. I didn't eat drama, I just did multi-camera sitcom. And so, uh, so when I cut my hair, It it placed me for them. It gave the box for them to check. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think that that's important for young actors. You know what I mean? To kind of understand the business of how you're going to be perceived. I'm not saying you have to stay in that box. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying you got to stay in that box, but I am certainly saying you kind of got to know where you're at. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: You got to know your castability. You know, I mean, you got to know what you're selling. You're a product. You're selling a product to Hollywood. If you don't know what you're selling. They don't know what they're buying and they're not going to buy it. A hundred percent. So, you know, I mean, for me, look, I played, I knew exactly what I was selling. When I, I came out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket straight out of Brooklyn, I didn't know yeah. a soul out here, but I was a street kid from New York, from yeah, Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. right off the streets. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I was selling. I knew that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know the, my first audition was for a, a, a leader of a gang who was bullying some yeah. other kids. Yeah, yeah, I walked yeah. in there, I got that part, and I got my sad card because I was literally right off the plane. My leather jacket was legit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> well,
1: all well, the actors you know yeah and and it was and it's funny like there's and back then you know we didn't call it authenticity right that's more of a buzzword now you know authenticity you know i mean it, that wasn't kind of the terminology i think we used back in the 80s and 90s it was just like real you know does a guy feel real you know does he feel like a legit like guy yeah because you know, i always get a kick out of when i see like you know like other actors doing new york guys and i'm like that's, that's not, you know, but, but I'm not saying you can't be a good enough actor to figure it out. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, I've seen it happen. And as you know, you, we've both seen it happen where they cast like, you know, every now and then the English guy to play the, new, you know what I mean? It works on Boardwalk yeah. Empire. There was a lot of English guys on there that were good. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, so that's, the, and then the other reason why I think I started working right, you know, when I got that series was I'd been doing it since I was 13. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not professionally, but I'd been, you know, I went to college for it. So by the time I was twenty-five, I probably came close to clocking in my ten thousand hours. Sure. So so when I got there, I I hit the ground running. You know what I mean? So, and that show, uh, that show was in fact created by Amy Sherman, uh, who was dating a guy named Palladino at the time. Mm. uh, Who I didn't know. You know, I never. I. It was just a random coincidence. And. And so when I got the test for it, it was just me at the test. And this was like before she created Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, this is before she created Gilmore Girls. This was her first show. And it was a multi-camera sitcom that like, you know, wasn't a very but a bump multi-camera sitcom. They paired it with um, Married with Children. Uh, and Mary with Children was more like, you know, kind of big and whereas like, you know, Tony, Tony's a little bit more grounded actor, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and so the show was uh, you know, not quite what people were used to seeing. So inevitably it got canceled after eight episodes. You know, my heart was broken. I couldn't believe that I got the part in the first place. I'll never forget when I tested for it, because a lot of the times I don't know if the young actors know this, but when you test, it's like you and two other guys. You know, and they have you sign contracts. Contract. <laughs> you know,
0: How much money stuff. are you going to get paid? <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. It's like, no. the, like, what what planet? Like, you know, would business people go for a job interview? Do they make them sign the contract before they, you know, like, no, no that's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, like, but I didn't know. So, like, but I get there to this. So they flew me out from New York to LA to test for this thing, you know, and uh, and I get there and there's nobody else there, just me. And, you know, like I said, they're recasting the role. So it's a guarantee of 13 episodes. It's not a pilot, you know, and, and, you know, I don't even know the difference. Like I don't realize how lucky of a position I'm possibly in, you know what I mean? But I know that if I get the part, I know what I'm going to make, you know, and because I signed the contract, you know, like, so yeah. I, I, you know, she, I go, I do the audition and the president of Fox is there. And all, you know, there's like 25 executives in the room and I'm bugging out, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I'm totally bugging out. I'm like, <laughs> You know, my parents and y'all, you know, like they're like, what? You know, like, and I'm telling them, like, I could tell you guys, like, it was, you know, it was, it was like $10,000 an episode. You know what I mean? Like, so, mm. you know, to a 25 year old kid, it's $130,000, 000, $120,000. 000. So I'm freaking out on the money. You know what I mean? I love the part, but, you know, like, I just can't even believe I'm, in, it's becoming real. You know what I mean? Like that. So I do the audition, and of course I'm fucking nervous, you know, like, and uh and Amy Sherman walks out and she says, Yeah, it's really good. She goes, But you're nervous. She's like you need to calm down. She's like because she's like you know like she's she's like she has like a you know like a very uh, mom vibe to her you know she's like she's like I love you I want you to get the plot. calm down she's like you know and I'm like I'm like okay okay she's like just relax you know I'm like okay she goes go back in and do it again now be relaxed And I'm like okay all right. You know, and then of course I I, I go. I need a minute. And I do a couple like little breathing stuff, and I do like you know some of the acting class shit. And I did the shoulder, you know. I did the whole thing, and I'm like, all right, all right. And, you know, I'm yeah, relaxed now. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm relaxed. Really, like, I'm really, you know, sure. You know, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and then, like, I go back in. It's definitely better, and I'm I'm more relaxed. She walks out, and everybody, all everybody's walking out. I'm in like Fox Studios. This, you know, it's got these big. Boxes got these big old hallways. Remember that, yeah, those yeah. videos? Yeah. Not the newer building, the older building. Yeah. It's like you could feel the history in that yeah. building. Yeah. and um, You got the pictures on the wall. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that like, you know, you know, like Cary Grant probably walked down these halls, yeah. you know, like smoking a cigarette, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, and everybody's coming out and they're like, oh, take it. It's good. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, you know, yeah, okay. You know, they're walking by and, and, uh, and then Amy says, uh, she's like, all right. So anyway, next week, is going be a party at my house. You'll go to that. And then we're going to do this. And, you know, we probably start rehearsal. We've got a table read next. Day. And I'm like, what are what you, what, what you saying? What are you saying? And she's like, next week there'll be a party. You got to be there. She's like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you saying I got the part? And she's like, oh, you got the part, sweetheart. And I'm like, I got the part. I got the fucking part. I got the part. And It was like, dude, right out of like <laughs> Travolta, like the second one, you know, that fever, whatever, the second one. And I was like, I got the part, I got the part, you know, like <laughs> I'm screaming in the hallway, people, you know, but stick their heads out. And stuff. And anyway, it was, it was a, a great, you know, uh, moment. So, so that, was that was your first audition in LA. Um, that was my first. LA audition. Yes. That, I, I mean, I auditioned in New York, you know what I mean? But then they, they put me on tape and the cast director, you know, cause I was 25. I'll never forget. I read for her and she stopped and looked at me and was like, huh, you might be too old to play 17, but you do look young. She goes, do it again. Let's put it on tape. Cause she wasn't recording it. It was like a general, like do the, you know, what I mean, one of those. No. And then she's like, let's record it for LA. She recorded it for LA and like two days later we got a call you know and, awesome. and i was like i want you to fly out and, and that was really for me the beginning of me moving because i never was planning on moving to la i i you know i i love living in new york you know what i mean and and also like i got out of yorkers like nothing you know nothing wrong with yorkers i just didn't want to live in yorkers my whole life you know and and I, so when i got out of yorkers i was like living in the city you know i'm you know you know 19 years old i was you know living in, a, in the college dorm for a couple of years. And then I got my own apartment with a few friends and, you know, so I, I love living in the city and, uh, you know, and, um, but then that kind of was the beginning. And then I had an agent that was my New York agent who moved to LA too. And he was like, come on, move to LA. You got to move to LA. You're going to do good here. You're going to do good. And so, you know, that, that, that kind of was the beginning. I I still kept a place in New York, you know, for a little while, for about a year or two, but then I I wound up staying.
0: Yeah. I want to just rewind for a second. Okay. So let's go back to, okay. So you, you, you studied your craft, you know, you were in this kid's class at 13, 14, working on your craft, you're putting in your hours. If some, if listeners don't un- know what that 10,000 hours are, you know, there's a, there's a book called the outliers. Is that what it called? I yeah. Think that's the, You know, and they talk about, you know, putting in that 10,000 hours of, you know, like the Beatles before they became the Beatles. They played in these little bars and nobody knew who they were. They put in that 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 10,000 hours, you know, working on their craft. So you before, you know, coming before coming out to L.A., you had put in not only had you studied as a child, but you you know, you were in college, you were studying acting acting you were doing plays, you were, you know, working on your craft. So when you came out to
1: L.A., you already put in those hours. I mean, yeah. You know, and yeah. and that's I mean, it super, probably wasn't 10,000, but at that point, it might have been like 6,300.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah, you know. but, you know, you put the time in, you know. It's like, it's like people, like, like when I came out to Hollywood, I had already been studying at Lee Strasberg. I had already so, done a play at the Actor's Studio. So when I came out, I was like, I was ready to go
1: you know it was like and the, I had and, worked as you know a lot of people are not yeah absolutely you know what i mean like that's I the, what i always found surprising when i met other actors that were 25 at that time when i ke- once they came out i was like oh you just kind of came out you know what i mean like with a dream and there's not wrong with that you know but now that you're here you should be studying, you know what I mean? And working like, cause I always, I always study privately even to this day. I I, I usually try to switch a, a private coach every few years. I keep my main one, which is Leslie Kahn because I've had her since, you know, I mean, she was like, she started to become, she Leslie went to Yale and she out of Yale at 27. She did some theater in New York, but then she's like, I, I want to be a teacher. So she started teaching at my college. And I was her first student, me and Maura Kelly. Remember Maura Kelly? Sure. I yeah, did, yeah. I did a, I did a, a movie
0: with her in 1987 called Crossing the Mob, her and Jason. So, not 80. 87. 88, 88.
1: No, no. It had to be later. couldn't be in the 80s. She was in college in the 80s. Maura Kelly. Not Tierney.
0: Oh, Tierney. I'm thinking Tierney.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tierney yeah. I work with on, on yeah. Uh, ER. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maura Kelly. Remember Cutting Edge Topic?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, I was, I was thinking Tierney. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, but Tierney used to be a good friend of mine back in the day because we, we did ER together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that like, you know, that that's a huge thing that, you know, like, you know, I mean, look, studying is, you know, you can't. yeah And, and I don't say this because you're a teacher. So, you know, your, your students are like, oh, I'm doing that. I just think that you have to continue to study. Absolutely. I always tell my friends, I'm like, I, I'm like, well, well, you know, I to, guys that have been doing a lot. I'm like, you don't you don't private coach with anybody. Like, no, no. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like if if you're a professional baseball player, you know, you have a batting coach, yeah, you have a fielding coach. How do you not have a coach? Like exactly. It just, it just, that seems so like, that seems bizarre to me. You know what I mean? Like how do you, and then I don't even understand, like how do you do an audition and not have read it out loud with anybody at all or worked it a little bit? Sure. I mean, that, that just, I, I, so I, I, that, that stuff has always been part of, and it's probably because, I, I love, you know, I still I love working with different teachers. Like, you know, when soon as you said to me at the beginning of this when we were talking before we were on, you know, that you, you know, do like privates and stuff like that. I I mean like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna totally be calling you to do a few projects and see what you know what our relationship's like and how that works and see if you're dropping new stuff on me. Because why would you ever stop learning?
0: Exactly. And you and you never stop learning. I mean if anybody thinks oh yeah I mastered this acting thing they're full of shit. <laughs> yeah it's
1: bullshit. <laughs> you, you know you it's Meryl Streep have her people. Meryl yeah, Streep has listen, people.
0: Listen, I have, you know, I I had uh, you know you know David Proval, right? You know, Mean Streets,
1: <coughs>
0: Sopranos. Oh, my God. It's so, yeah. funny. Just yeah. Talking so, about yeah. So, 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 David, you know, when I was 11 years old, they were filming a movie in my neighborhood, Nunzio. And that's when I got bit by the bug. They literally parked their trucks on my block and lived. Yeah. They set up a bungalow with all the interior location. They lived on my block, Universal. And I got a little extra part. And he was the star of the film. Amazing. Long story short, Rewind. That's when I got bit by the bug, a year later, they were filming Saturday Night Fever in my neighborhood, and I watched oh, John Travolta gosh. film the fight scene with the Barracuda Club with the car crashing through the whole thing. And oh, I like God. the wee hours in the morning, and I and, and watching him come out of the trailer and the girl screaming like it was madness, you know, Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. and, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah,
1: but course. you know, I
0: had David Provell on my podcast and he's still studying with his acting teacher. that's like 92 years old. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome, man. That you know, you, are still working on your craft, you know, you don't. Yeah. You, I mean, it's a, I, don't, it's a I don't,
1: there's no, there's no, um, you know, uh, there's an acting teacher in New York that I study with. Sometimes Sheila Gray, you know, Sheila Gray. No, she, she's wonderful um, too as well, but you can get nooks and, you know, little tidbits of, you know, new information, new ways of looking at things. And, you know, I mean, everybody has kind of like, you know, the, the basic stuff that they, you know, you know, kind of put forth. But then, you know, there's just everybody has their own little, you know, approach, and and sure. you know, and and also about co- communicating that approach. I mean, look, whether it be Stella Adler, Meisner, Stan, you know, Stanislavski, whatever you know, guy you're really, you know, or girl you're really kind of following. It's it's still the teacher that's teaching what their interpretation of that was you know what i mean sure, absolutely and, and and not just teaching it how they're communicating it yeah you know what i mean like you know that that communication is like co- someone could communicate something that is you're not it's not going to speak to you you know, what sure, I mean? absolutely. you know i've 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 worked with some teachers where i'm like ah, i'm not i'm not Listen, i'm not I don't, I'm this. I don't i
0: don't teach acting you know i don't want to see act <laughs> you know i teach truth How do you make it? How do you make it truthful? How do you how do you take your soul, your your life experience, your actor toolbox? And how do you substitute? How do you personalize? How do you take your truth and give it to a character and expose it through a character? And then they will feel it because it's real. It's not acting. I'm not talking to my imaginary dad. I'm talking to my real dad. You know, I'm fighting for a real need. So I'm substituting. I'm personal. I'm taking my soul and handing it over. And 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 if you leave a piece of your soul in that room, that casting director will remember you and become a fan of your work because you didn't play it safe. Yeah, because yeah. you played a, a set. Because it had all those other guys, they're trying to survive the audition. They're, yeah. hoping, they're shitting their pants and they're going, oh, I hope I don't forget my yeah. lines. I hope I get the part. I hope they like me. You know, yeah. and, you know, if you go in a room like that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. But what if you came into the room just to play, man? This is fun. I love acting. I'm not even, I'm, it's not even me. It's the
1: character. And, and in given it's funny, you know, like all the, those, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, going back to the 10,000 hour thing and, and it's, it's hard. It's really a hard thing, I think, especially when you're younger to let all that stuff go, right? You know what I mean? To kind of go in the room and play, right? Or be in that space and play, especially when you're looking to get a job right you know that that's always like a, the a challenge in fact yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's a challenge right yeah. like you know it's, you know like the challenge is it you know is it as you know i mean yeah. as an adult i mean i remember when we first had roman and enzo i have three kids i have an 11 year old a nine year old and, and a five-year-old daughter wow and, that's uh, beautiful god bless and, and thank you and uh and roman and enzo were my first two and and we were renting this house in glendale uh at the time and and we'd sold uh sorry we didn't we didn't sell it yet yeah, we we anyway we, we i was worried about money long story short yeah and you know especially with two new kids you know That's babies true. they were they were 19 months apart and and i think it was affecting how i went in the room absolutely you know what i mean and no matter how much like character work i was doing when i went in the room it went out the window and i was like i want the job i need the yeah. job you know, I need the money, I got bills, you know, and
0: you want to get your your health insurance, (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, and until I was able to kind of let that go, and you know, I won't, you know, there's, you know, many avenues I took to get there, you know what I mean? Uh, That would be a separate podcast, you know, Uh, you know, but uh, until I was able to let that go and just kind of play in the room, you know, for me, one of the biggest things, you know, that I find very helpful is, you know, I, I really kind of like laser focus on what's being said to me whenever I, if i if i can't kind of get out of that way of the the other thing the the i need the job i kind of just focus on the person reading with me you know what i mean that that has always been like a grounding place you know, and then and then I'm in the scene more, and then I'm playing with them more, and then there's a flow, and there's there's not a flow, but over, you know, if, especially if the person's you know a terrible reader, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> and, they're just terrible. Actors, and you're gonna get a lot of that, <laughs> you know, and you're gonna get that, but yeah. I can still work with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if anything, it, it, that might make me work harder, but it's certainly gonna take me out of the headspace if I want the part.
0: Yeah, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I
1: mean,
0: casting you know, directors so, can smell that a
1: mile away. The desperation. 100%. 100%. So, so, you know, those two things are really kind of, uh, you know, uh, I, I think at the 10,000 hours you put in is, is one way to get rid of those nerves and that, you know, but at the end of the day, it is still, it is still business. And when they're asking you to sign a contract and you're testing for something that could change your life, you know, you got to have some, you got to either, either have fuck you money in the bank, you know, which is like, fuck True. you, I don't need this job. Right. Or, uh you uh, you you're able to um you know uh you know rely on your years of experience to to not you know reside in that area
0: yeah so, so you know what I found works for me is you know, I listen and I've been in I've signed that contract I, I've you know I've booked a shitload of pilots and I've signed that contract on pilots and it didn't work out but you yeah, know yeah. when you sign in on a dotted line and they're talking about you know the the, the next year the second year and the third year yeah. <laughs> I mean there there is that pressure of like oh my god this, I'm gonna make all this money you know this, I'm gonna be on a TV show you know this, yeah. it's this there's, there's all that pressure. But well, you know I'm a big fan of like you know truly finding place and a fourth wall and that yeah. they don't even exist they're not even in the room yeah, you know yeah. it's just me and my personalization who I'm talking to and yeah, yeah. and and just oh. you know so if if I bring the character in the room then it's not me it's the yeah, character
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's not it's not Billy Geller if you're not third-eyeing third it
0: you know anything, yeah you, know. you can't be on the outside looking in and going okay what am i doing here you just oh, gotta yeah, be in the fucked. moment if that yeah. happens <laughs> you're you're fine.
1: Fine. well let me ask I you, mean, you should... i will say this there has been there's been uh i did this pilot that guys that guy richie um directed for abc that i started with uh me and carrie ann moss and michael ealy and i was like oh this is the one in 2007 i'm like this is it this is my seven-year run you know <laughs> you know like and, and my, st- and they, you know, this you know, I don't, I don't even know if they're going to be doing this anymore. I, I doubt they're ever going to go back to that. Maybe they will. I don't fucking know. But, you know, the studio audition, then the network audition. Remember when, you know, when we started, it was just one audition. They all came together and that was the it. Network, all the suits. And, but then they started going from studio to network, uh, you know, in like two different, you know, two different things. So, but with the Guy Ritchie one, it was a st- still studio and network. So the studio, that went great you know but then later in the day the the network um one did not and guy ritchie was there you know like he was i, I you know he, he was there for both for he was just there for the network one and i as soon as i started you know I, I walked in the room and i don't know why you know like it was i you know i just the, the, it was like overwhelming butterflies and like the first one i was locked and loaded like the earlier one but it just, you know, I, the way it was set up. The room—I don't know. It was just the, Some of these rooms are. The vibe is, you know, like and sure. you know, and uh, and and so I say my first line, and I like right out of the gate, I like flub the line, like like it, like my mouth is like no, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like and I and I go fuck, I, you know, I literally say I go let me do it again, you know, and 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 they go yeah yeah go ahead Eric and I'm like okay, and I do it again and. You know, and I just never found the rhythm because it was also like, you know, like it was like a one hour drama. But, you know, Guy Ritchie. So it has like comedic elements to it. I never found the the music wasn't it just wasn't there, you know, to the point of like it still could work out because sometimes when they want you for the part, they just want you for the part. And if there's a big enough hitter in the room, which Guy Ritchie was the big hitter, you know, I left the audition. I found out later they were like, huh. You know, they, like the president of the network was a guy, and Guy He was like, he was great at the studio. He's going to be great in the park. That's the guy. You know, you know, like, yeah. And they were like, okay, you know, you know like, <laughs> And that's that's what happened. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and I wound up getting it. But some, you know, sometimes it could work out. But yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, how do you deal with nerves? I mean, I, I, for me, it's it's usually a the more rehearsed I am, the more I work the scene, uh, the more I have time with it. Hmm. I then it's it's kind of and then what that puts me in a very strong place to play Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so when I'm in that place where I'm not anywhere else but present with the other person that I'm in the scene with there's no nerves at that point
0: so I always tell my actors if you fail to prepare you've prepared to fail you know if the more prepared you are the more fun you're gonna have if you're not worried about what's my next line you can be in the moment and listen and react and be in the moment uh-huh. You know, so it's all about preparation
1: yeah yeah and you know as you know with auditions you know back in the day for us you would get three four five days to prepare true now yet one 12 day 12 hours 24 yeah. hours you know and the older i get that's a little harder
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> memorizing <laughs> those lines to get a little, especially when they the, those monologues and,
1: and you remember mike you remember Michael's shirtless audition right Michael Shirtlift, the book, Michael Shirtlift's Audition. It was like the (laughs) Bible for our generation of how to audition. And in that book, it says, hold the sides. Because it's letting the auditioner know that it's still an audition and there's more to come. Right? And it makes sense. Right? right? And that was back when we had three or four or five days. Now we have 24 hours and they don't want us holding the sides. It's like a magic trick. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like yeah. so is it, is it, I'm like, I get very confused by it. I go, is this a, are these um, a competition for memorization or is this a, is this just, you wanted to see what I'm going to bring to this character, which is it because one feels like a, a memorization composition, which has zero to do with acting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, sure. and, uh, you know, I, I, I like to get my dialogue out of the way and, and kind of then, and, you know, as I'm playing with it, if I have time, the me- obviously, it 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 organically happens, the memorization part. Yeah. But if I have 12 hours, I have to figure out a way, for me, personally, to kind of get the dialogue in me so that then I can play. I just, that's how I, for me, have to work. Well, um, you know, I
0: always say, you know, feel like, yeah, you want to be completely off book and you want to, but you want to have those sides like kind of below frame here. Yeah, just sure, a,
1: sure. If sure, you gotta, yeah, yeah.
0: if you gotta, you know, glance down, yeah, pick course. up your line to pick up your head, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. But as you know, yeah, if I'm playing, yeah. I can't see anything, <laughs> that's right, that's why you get contacts. <laughs> no, I contacts aren't going to help for reading, no, me. no man, like this is what I'm so, like, right now, yeah. like, I'm looking at you and you're just a fuzz,
0: you know, like, yeah, you know, that's like, that's a tough one.
1: And, and so, if I'm holding sides, yeah, no, you, so you, I, I have to put on glasses but what if i'm playing like the, the netflix series i just started i play like the head of the new york mob in the mid-90s and you know like you know he's not gonna be <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just, like this is not yeah this, it's, this is the not character. Gonna, it's not gonna work you know um yeah. so
0: I got a question. So, you know, when we got in the game it was different, you know, I mean, you were walking in the room, you had the, you know, three pages of material, you had some time to prepare. And now the, the, the business has changed drastically, especially yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, there's a lot of self tape auditions. Yeah. Do you, uh, are you going into the room now or are you self taping? What's going All on? Self-tape. All self tape. All self tape. So how it's do you okay. feel
1: about self tapes? I have a strong preference towards it now. Um, you know, mostly doubling back on what we were saying, because I feel like I could play more at, at home or wherever the studio is that I'm doing the self-tape. There are some casting offices that I have always felt that's a good space to play in, but there's some spaces that that's not, you know, where you, you walk in and it's somebody's assistant that's 25 years old that's putting you down on tape and, and they're just trying to get through to the next actor. And... Uh, And when that happens and you're doing one take or two takes on it, I I just don't think it's a good representative representation of what somebody can do. Um, There are some actors that are great at auditioning Mm -hmm. and there are some actors that are not great at auditioning, but they're incredible actors on set. So, you know, and I always thought I kind of fell in between those two, you know, you know, I think that, I think that I, 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 I don't think that my audition is my final performance, Although that is kind of the norm these days, yeah. but I, I I just don't think it's that um, I guess you know uh, it, this, that much of an ending to a performance, you know. Especially being a like kind of from a the theater background, the performance can change and grow and yeah. move, and, and like a song, you know. Like like I said, I played in bands for years, and you know, one night you might play a song that you played a hundred times a certain way, and then the next night we played a different way. It's like doing a play, you know, one night it could be one way. So when I'm home doing it, I feel I get closer to a truth than I do when I have one or two swings at it.
0: That's great. So now let's say they get you self tape and they love you. Now do you get like a zoom callback or what? what well, how, the, series
1: I ju- the series I just got series regular, uh, I self taped at home and, and, two weeks later, I got an offer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, and it was Netflix, and I, I I hear it's sort of how Netflix rolls, but I, I'm not sure that's how everybody rolls. You know, of course, it could be possibly, you know, I'd like to think it was, you know, the fact that I've been doing this, you know, for four decades, you know, that maybe they were like, we saw it, we don't need to see it again, you know. What I mean? Sure. You know, um, you know, and uh, let's just make an offer for it, you know. Uh, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that would be the same for, you know, somebody that's young. They they probably want to see it again, you know, yeah. or, or give a little some notes or something. But it's definitely my preference. I, I hope it doesn't go back to the other yeah. version. Um, I like going in the room and meeting the people that I like. You know, I, I would love it if it was what I think would be great. And what I thought was interesting about this show, I heard uh, through some people that what they did was they saw they got the people that they liked and then they called like a job, their last employees that they were like had a bigger role on yeah. and checked to see what kind of the person because they had a like a no asshole policy. You know, that's I mean? That's
0: awesome. That's yeah.
1: Which I think is great. I was like, I think
0: it's awesome. I think it it's a, a must. So they
1: called, I guess they called the people from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel to see what I was like, yeah. and you know, and and you know, I'm, I'm a pro, and I love being on set, and I you know, I'm a pretty positive guy, and and so you know, it came back you know positively, you know, and. So I, I think that that would be, if, they, if that's what everybody did, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you know, like, here's their self-tape. We love this guy. He's great. Let's go call the other employees and see what, what he's like on set. Does he know his lines? Does he show up on time? Is he flaky? Does he have a bad attitude? Is he positive? Likes to be there? Yeah. You know? I mean, this is how you get hired by the same people. Yeah, it's you
0: your know? reputation is everything in this business. If you, if you're,
1: if you're a pain in the ass
0: actor to work with, or you show up late or you're got an attitude or, you know, the, 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 the first AD is looking for you and you know where to be found, you know, you're costing me money as a producer. If I am not a- going to hire you again. You're done. There was, an a- there was an
1: actor that I worked with who shall remain nameless in this story. Um, but, uh, he, I'd worked with him a couple times that year, uh, two different projects. And uh, one was for like uh, a bigger project, you know, and his behavior on that set was great. And he kept on saying like, to me, he's like, Eric, you know, I, I'd love to get a TV show, you know, like, cause he did mostly movies, this guy, you know, uh, people think I'm a maniac, but I'm not a maniac, you know, see, and like I show up on time and I'm like, yeah, you seem great. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you seem, you seem great. And I loved the guy too. Like I loved his work and I was really excited about work. Then, Five months later, I'm on a, uh, a Spike TV movie that I'm the leader. Oh God, I, I can't say it. Sorry, I'm just giving away. Anyway, I, and, I, and I just kind of gave away some part of who, who the guy could be. Anyway, then I'm on this other movie, and he just like the wheels fell off. He just had like a terrible attitude, and he was mad all the time at people, and and uh, frustrated, and and you know, and and I reminded him of like the fact that because he was mad that he was stuck in the trailer like you know how every actor gets mad that they're stuck in the trailer H- hurry up you know, and wait <laughs> they, you know hurry up they're like in there for three four hours and i always laugh when he gets stuck in the trailer because i'm like oh that's time when i could do something work on something make some you know it's my time you know, yeah. you know well, how
0: about do some preparation so when they yeah. say we're ready for you on set yeah. you're ready to go you're exactly. not the guy so, eating donuts at craft services
1: hundred percent you know what i mean like you know but there's a million things you could do in those three, four hours. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I reminded him, I said, look, dude, I go, my dad is right now. I said in a basement in the Bronx, working on boilers and burners, which I used to do when I was from 13 to 23, I did it when I wasn't, you know, when I was still like, you know, trying, acting and trying to make, you know, uh, and, and, and with the rats and the roaches and the asbestos, and the fleas we used to me and my brother used to pick fleas out of her because they had chickens and roosters in the basement. <laughs> and uh you uh, know and uh and i and i go but you're sitting in an air conditioning trail <laughs> yeah making making what my dad makes in a year in two weeks yeah
0: listen you know what i love about you uh, and i i gotta tell you i watched uh, I, I was it was your instagram post and that's when i said i oh, man, i gotta have eric on the podcast is is your 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 gratitude man your your attitude i mean that's that's people see that and people want to work with that you know your reputation is everything. And if you have a good reputation in the business, people want to work with you over and over again. Like look at Miss Marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. I mean, yeah. you know, you work with her on your first, you know, project and, and now, you know, how many years later she's casting 30 years. 30 years well, l- yeah, but
1: yeah. Talk about creating. Yeah. I, I decided she didn't like me though, somehow in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know, but that's killer. a story,
0: but-, but you created that story. I mean, I know right. I can't, you know, I went in, I auditioned, didn't get the part. I felt like a rocked it. second time around. My agent calls me up, same casting director, you know, and I created this whole story that she does. She didn't like me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. come in second audition, rock the audition, feel great about it. Like I, I got the part. Nothing happens. Third audition. You know, months later, I'm like, you know what? I, I told my agent, I'm forget about it. I She knows what I'm about. She's got. She's seen my work. I'm. I'm not going in says oh, you should go in you should go in you should go in i go in i i go in i get the part it's it's jerry brookheimer's first foray into television a series oh called God. soldier of fortune so now i'm at the rap party and i see the casting director at, you know at the party and i'm talking to her and i go i thought you didn't like me <laughs> you know she says are you kidding me she goes i loved you she goes those other parts i was waiting for something better like this and i it was like wow i yeah. i had no idea you know, we are, create right. the little story in our heads, like you know. But yeah. as long as you go in there and I you do not your to best do that work, too
1: often, But with specifically with her, I I did I did think I was like, oh man, it's so weird. Like she seemed to really like me back then. Like you know, the whole time when we shot, you know, obviously I was so excited to be there the whole time, and you know, um, but. I mean, obviously Gilmore girls, I'm not really a Gilmore girl. You know what I So I get you know, like, sorry, you know, like, you know uh, unless they were trying to go for something. Uh not that I couldn't be on Gilmore girls. Look at me. I just I just cast me. I just I just just what did I do? I just he typecast you yeah. but yeah, man, the attitude of gratitude, right?
0: That's you know, it, man. You, you if, know. You know, if you know what if you know, what if this? What if you went into the room, not Going to get anything, not going to get the part. What if you went into the room just because you love acting, and you're coming in the room to shine your light? The light within me is going to go say hello to the light within you, and I'm here to play. This is a God-given talent, and I'm going to play. Yeah. And if I'm having fun, they're going to have fun watching me. Yeah. If I'm in my head, I'm fucking dead, (laughs) you know. But when you're in your heart, you're smart. If you're coming from play and enjoy. It's it. People enjoy watching you. I mean, you could be crying in a scene and still be having fun because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. you're know you in the moment. You've done the work. You're an actor. Let's talk about that. I know you. There was a, an audition for Suits. You want to tell me about that <laughs> Thinking about having a cry in the
1: room? Talk about a great casting director. Bonnie Zane is one of my fav- favorite casting directors. She's phenomenal. I think she's like, she talks about, she she creates a space to play in, right? Yeah. Um, you feel very comfortable with her. And that's why actors, I think, generally uh, love her. Um, and, uh, and so I read for Suits, uh, you know, first, uh, was it, I read for her first. And the scene there wasn't like a uh, an, so the first was kind of like a you know like a, you know straight ahead audition. I don't really remember what the audition was, but the second the callback was for the creator of the show, and it was for a, a major recurring for the season. Like the main guy goes to jail for lying about being a lawyer, which is the premise of the show. And in jail, he has a cellmate, my character, and 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 my storyline is like a major storyline for that season uh, with him. At the time I was worried about money, you know, like that, that, this was, this was actually the, uh, this was part of the, uh, you know, Roman and Enzo were young and, you know, just started having kids and starting the family. And, and uh, so I, I go to the second audition and the second audition had a scene where he talks about his, he's, so he's, in, he's, his, I mean, I don't want to go too into the character, but he was in jail kind of taking I don't, I, I don't know if I can I guess I could give away you know whatever spoiler alert is that what I'm supposed to say <laughs> anyway, no, no. but uh, I mean it's four years old five years old but he's in jail uh, kind of uh, taking the fall for his wife and and he's not with his children um, and and he's missing and one of the lines is to this day I could say it it gets me choked up like he's missing you know waking up in the morning and be there for their breakfast and tucking them in every night. And he, and he has this dialogue and it's just, and it's really well written. And it, so, and I could completely sub, you know. I like think I'm well, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now you have all the gold. <laughs> yeah,
1: at home, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing it at home, I'm, you know, like I'm completely connected, but I get in the room and I do the audition and the first two scenes go good. And then the emotional scene happens. and uh, And I do it and I'm doing one of these. Right when, right when it's coming, I know it's coming, and I'm I'm totally third eye. I'm outside of myself, and I, I'm like You're...
0: <laughs> trying to squeeze and that tear out. out. I'm doing one
1: of these, and I'm like, I'm literally I'm like,
0: <laughs> you know, just
1: nothing, nothing, silks. I finished I finished the scene, and uh, and they're like, great job, Eric, great job. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, thanks can I do it again like that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I felt like I was I was pushing a little bit. I, go, I feel like I could, you know, let me do it again. They're like, oh, of course, you know, like, and I'm like, great. And, and by the way, keep in mind, it's like me and one of two other guys, you know, now I could, you know, it's like, there's three of us there. It's like a test, but not a test deal because it's maybe like a recurring, you know what I mean? One of the guys I know, a buddies with, he's a phenomenal actor and, you know, a totally different kind of guy, but phenomenal. Like one of my favorite actors, actually. I love him um, and, a good, and a good dude. So I go, let me do it again. I do it again and again. <laughs> <laughs> no tears. Not there. I, I finish it. I go, oh, man. I was, they're like, great job, Eric. And I'm like, thanks, thanks. I've never done this in my career, but can I do it one more (laughs) time? (laughs) And Bonnie looks at me. She's like, you know, like, you can see her face. She's like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. All right. All right. Okay. You know, so we do it again. And again, I'm just not there. I'm outside of myself. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not there. Not yeah, I'm not seeing my kids. I'm not seeing. I'm not nothing. All the stuff nice, the nice work that I did on my own. You know what I mean? Like it's true out the window. And I think it was mostly because I was worried about money. Yeah, I was. You well, know, that's, uh, you know, big pressure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and 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 real. You know what I mean? Like real. True. You know what I mean? Like you know, I got these kids relying on me, and it was true. if. I, but had I, you know, maybe I don't know, but I uh, I went the parking lot, and at the time this is a true story. I went in the parking lot and at the time we were renting out our house to these guys that were wanting to buy the house. Right. Uh, And, uh, and you know, money was getting tight. You know, I was making a little money on the, on the rent, but you know, not like a lot of money. My savings was in the house and the equity in the house. Mm -hmm. So I I was like, kind of not having, I needed money. I needed the job. And so I called those guys up in the parking lot of the suits audition. And I said, "I, I want to sell the house to you guys. And they were like what you know for a year they've been asking and i was like i was done worried about fucking money i want the money in the bank and i want to be able to feel free at these auditions you know like and i and and they were like okay and and i gave them a number and and they were like all right we'll we'll think about it i hang up i call my wife i go i think i i think i sold the house i think we're going to sell the house and she goes what happened i go the audition didn't feel so good and I, i can't worry about money anymore this is affecting me true so Ten minutes later, my agent called and they say, How the audition go? I go, Uh, ah, nah, not good. I, you know, I think I actually just sold my house. And she goes, Well, you got the part. <laughs> I go, What? She goes, You got the part. I go, I What just room? Sold my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. I can't tell you how many times I, I, I walked out of an audition beating myself up, going, ah, why? And then all of a sudden, my phone rings. they go. Hey, you got the part. I was like, what? What, yeah, no, <laughs> what room were they in? <laughs>
1: <What> the, how <laughs> what, the hell? But,
0: what, you know, I, 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 exactly? I, I guess, I guess, you, you know, your bad work is just better than the other guy's good work.
1: He said, he later said that the first, the first scene was like a done deal for them. They, you know, they, <laughs> they said, they said, it, even though I didn't get there, they knew I would get there on set, I guess. They said. And I did when I shot it, I got there because I wasn't worried. At that point, I was playing, yeah. you know. Um,
0: That's the key to being play. Let me ask yeah. you, if you could go back, right, and give the younger you some uh, advice, some advice on life, acting, whatever, what would that advice be?
1: I mean, for me personally, I think, you know, the, the, the big thing that changed for me, and as you know, you mentioned the Instagram stuff, I, I, I uh, my family was a big part of who I probably always uh, was waiting to be, you know what I mean? Like a dad, and uh, the, you know, like I, you know, like when I was a young Hollywood guy, it was like a different person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. uh, And I was having fun, but I just wasn't my true self, I guess, until I became a dad. And uh, you know, like I mean, it's such a big part of who I am. It, it informs it so much about me because my dad was such a good dad, and my mom was such a good mom, and. They were tough in New York, and they, you know, they, you know, like my my wife, who's from Burbanks, you know, thinks they're, you know, they're very, you know, they're very different, you know, like, you know, but but you you would get them, you know, you know, you would totally understand the kind of people they are, you know, working class blue collar people, and and so I think that there was a period of time, not a long period, but there was a few years there that I kind of went through that period where I was out of that out of my blue collar background, uh, you know, and out of my family, it was more like I was kind of becoming a little bit of a guy that thought that someone should bring me a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like now when someone brings me a cup of coffee, I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Like, even though it might be their job, it doesn't matter. I'm still you know what I mean? Like, you know, You um, you know, so I think that for me, uh, the young, the advice I would give to all of them, and you said it, you know, is is to really stay in a place that, no matter where your career's at, uh, be grateful for whatever, wherever you're at. You know what I mean? Because, and I try to teach this to my boys. You know, if you're eating, you know, you're doing pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you have a pl- roof over your head, you're doing pretty good. Sure. Um, I'm not saying you can't get depressed. I'm not saying you can't, you know, feel those feelings. I'm not mm-hmm. saying deny. You know, uh, you know, one of one of my favorite lines is "invent nothing, deny nothing." You know, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to scripts, you know, like uh, you know, if I'm playing in the present of the scene, I'm not going to deny whatever it is. You know, and I'm going to kind of sure. go with that. I think that staying in that pocket of gratitude is is the key. Uh, you know, for me, and 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 for any young actor, and don't take things for granted. Never take anything for granted. I mean, you know. Uh, you know someone's going to pay you to act you know that's that's incredible <laughs> you know you know like you know that's just that's crazy you know like, you know i mean it's sure. it's you know to, to be able to do something you love you know i mean that's that's a big part of the battle right you know with with everything in life if you get to do what you love and get paid for it you know you're 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 ahead of the game love that
0: Having an attitude of gratitude, really just being grateful for being in, you know, being in the moment, being present. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, when I look back, you know, the past is the past. The future doesn't exist. So all you have right now is this moment here right now in the present. And if you can be in that and play and, you know, just be grateful for it. It's it's a different vibration. You know, if you are coming into a room to play and in love, or are you coming in fear and desperation? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it's a, it's and, a look, big difference. and when you
1: do have that, right. You know, you, you know, there's going to be some days you, you may get in that place. And, sure. And yeah. You can't beat yourself. You're a human being, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if you're spending a lot of your time, you know, uh, appreciating what's around you, you I know, mean, like, you know, that's, that's, that's the big difference, right? Like I, you know, I, uh, you know, waking up in the morning and appreciating that you're waking up in the morning, you know, you know, I mean, you know, and you're able to get out of bed and walk out of your bed.
0: Absolutely.
1: I, mean, I, I have a, a, a cousin of mine who got shot when she was 11 years old by the next door neighbor's kid, nine, 10 years old by the next door neighbor's kid mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, accidental shooting. But she's in a wheelchair her whole life. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? she's got four kids. She's amazing. She wakes up. She she has a, 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 a anniversary every year for when she got shot. Uh, that it's an appreciation day because she, it changed her life in her way for the better, you know, it makes exactly. her who she is. And she, if she could appreciate her life, you know, Absolutely. And, and not yeah. saying her life, her life is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you, know you know, she's got four kids, she's working her ass off too, mm-hmm. but she, you know, but you know, she's, she, You know, that's, that's like, you know, if you can, if you can, you know, overcome something like that and appreciate every day, Sure. you know, know, you're going to, you need to be able to appreciate even when it, you know, doesn't go your way, the part doesn't go your way, the agent doesn't go your way, the manager, you know, whatever it is.
0: What's your advice to actors, you know, with, with that, like with rejection or they're, they're, they're on the journey and you know it's a roller coaster ride i mean you know i mean listen i've been in the business of, uh, i don't know i my first movie was 11 I have 45 years i've been in this yeah. game so you know it's a roller coaster ride you know sometimes it's feast sometimes it's famine you know sometimes it's up it's down sometimes you don't get an audition in in two months go by and you haven't had an audition and then the next day
1: you get you get three in a day you know so i I, it's funny like i I, so i probably would have had terrible advice for this maybe a year ago but i think that what's helped me the most in the last year of my life but probably i mean last few years but more in the last year i think that i'm more regimented than i ever been before in my life i was always like i'm an artist i'm kind of free you know whatever the day brings (laughs) me. you know what i mean like and and um and the last year or so, I think I get up at, I get, I, I'm very, I get up at like five 30 or six, somewhere in that pocket. Usually For now and then I'll, you know, do something like eight o'clock, but I get up early. I have my me time by myself in the house. It's dark, quiet. I have a cup of coffee, you know what I mean? And then the kids wake up and, and then we have three hours of that getting them out of the house and you know, whatever that entails. And then after that, I, I work, you know, I'm regimented. Then after that, I work out. And after that, I do, you know what I mean? I, so I True. I think having some sort of uh, Monday through Friday, you know, especially if, you know, like I said, we're artists, so there's this kind of free-spirited quality to us. But mm-hmm. for me personally, um, that doesn't work as far as keeping me in a good spot.
0: You know what I mean? Like,
1: you know, so I can take whatever comes my way during that. And And obviously, you know, experience when you don't get the part I think experience will tell you that you know you you, know, you can't take it too seriously. You got to go on to the on to the next next the next, next. You know
0: next, what I mean? Next, next, you never know. It's that next one that puts you on the map. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look,
1: my my manager always says to me, and I've been with her on and off for 30, 25 years. She always says it's a numbers game, Eric. You know, you know, like, it's a numbers game. True. You know, basically, you know, you you know, at this point in my career, it's not going to be about like can I act. It's going to be about the right part, the right time, that just kind of sure. does the thing and you know and and you know and and as long as I'm you know making interesting choices along the way and and staying fresh and you know and and having a discipline now that which really the last yeah, few years uh, has been very helpful to me you know it's awesome, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's all about choices, you know, and it's also about, you know, it's not, I I tell my actors all the time, it's not about getting the part, it's just going in there making a fan. That casting director becomes, you made some big choices, you left a piece of your soul in that room, you had fun, you played, that casting director is going to remember you. It may uh-huh. not be this role, but it could be something down the road. Then they go, oh, my gosh, let's bring Eric in. He was great. Remember what he did last time? Yeah. You know, and you make fans and, and you know, you've made casting, you know, fans and, the you know, with casting directors. And like you said, you, you're really comfortable going into that room because you have that relationship. You know, I mean, I had a ton of those Vicky Rosenberg, uh, Juni Lowry, you know, uh, Scott Genkinger, you know, Vicky Rosenberg, you know, those old yeah. castings that I used to yeah. love to go in there. I used yeah, yeah. to like it was like come break. Vicky,
1: Vicki Rosenberg, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Huh?
0: She she yeah. passed, yeah. 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 She yeah, was she, she was grabbing. Vicki cast me in Who's the Boss? She cast me in Married with Children. She cast me in oh, man. I mean, you know, you get those casting directors that are a fan of your work, and you're gonna work. You get a couple of them yeah. that keep bringing you in. Then it's just the numbers game it's like you know it's the matter of the right role coming and you you, all your preparation meeting that audition and then you're lucky (laughs) you know and then you're off to the races but you know the key is what persistence persistence patience patience
1: perseverance perseverance that children's repertory company had the four d's four d's dedication drive devotion and uh discipline love that dedication drive devotion and discipline that was the four d's that they had you know 13 years old that was powerful so and what's next what's what's next for you i just wrapped literally last week as you know i i was doing this new series for netflix called grendel congratulations on, thank you thank you very much uh based on a dark horse comic um and uh i just wrapped that and then I go to NCISLA in a couple of weeks and then I go back to Maisel, Um, I think in the next month or so.
0: Love that. Like, man, you know, so you got recurring characters on on NCISLA, you got the yeah. recurring character on Mrs. Mazel, and you got a, a series lead in a Netflix
1: show. Netflix show, yeah. yeah Bravo, good, brother. It, took, it was a good two years, dude. You know, nice. I mean, I know coronavirus was, you know, tough, but it was like a, it was, you know, when the business opened up again, I felt very, very lucky. I I just, you know, I mean. Jamie and I feel very, very grateful that people wanted to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Listen, it's a, you know,
0: and it's, and it's, 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 it's a, it's a tough thing. Okay. Leaving your, listen, you know, even like me coming out to Hollywood, I had to leave all my friends and family behind chasing a dream. You know, I didn't know anybody out here you know especially now as a working actor that you you go get booked on a project and you got to go to wherever Vancouver or some place for five months to shoot a project and you have three beautiful children at home and a beautiful wife you know that's a that's
1: a that's a hard thing to do man yeah Yeah, especially when one of them my my son Enzo was like I don't understand why you got to go he said that (laughs) a a couple weeks ago and I was like oh
0: you know know,
1: I'm like I gotta go to make money dude you know you know, you know, you know like you know you, you, you like that shirt you know you, know, you, you <laughs> yeah. want those easy sneakers whatever those are you know like uh, for me know. the the best part
0: i have ever had to play is father you know i got a 14 year old son that's you know it's the best it's
1: the best yeah it really is I, yeah. you know it's like uh like who knew I, yeah. didn't, I mean i i you know i had a feeling but you know it's uh you know uh, it's hands down the best
0: well, God I'll bless. Listen, I got to tell you, I got—I know I it was kind of last minute. I asked you to jump on, and and I really appreciate. It. I know you're a busy man coming on here and dropping some of your wisdom and knowledge. You know, I, I can't wait to see what's next for you. You're very talented. Thank you, man. And I, and I wish you the best.
1: All right. Well, I'm I'm going to be hitting you up for some private coaching.
0: All right. Anytime.
1: Well, well you going to give me a deal?
0: we'll we'll, we'll negotiate (laughs) since you're on the podcast yeah I'll have to work your deal (laughs) I gave gave you a (laughs) t-shirt all right brother take care all right take care Billy thank you thank you bye hey thanks for listening to the show please rate review share this with your friends subscribe if you haven't